Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And if you've listened to this week's Mediumship Mini, you will know it's all a little bit chaotic here. So you will currently find me lying on the sofa in my lounge with my microphone balanced on the top of my tummy (laughs) with a puppy to the side of me and the occasional bang from the roofers. But you know what? It can't always be perfect. This is what I say to you guys. Sometimes you just have to do it and not wait for perfection. So I hope that you will bear with me today as I attempt to do it and suffer through my perfectionism. Now, um, some of you will have seen on social media that I got my puppy, Gloria. She's been with us just over a week. Chaos, absolute chaos. Poor Monty, uh, reaching his adage in eight and a half years old and just enjoying the quiet life has now had it completely turned upside down with the terror of a puppy. And it's really interesting. The reason I wanted to talk to you about Gloria, who's joined us, is 
My husband wanted a second dog. My daughter wanted a cuddly dog because Monty likes to be around us and in the same room as us, but doesn't like to cuddle or cook or anything like that. And uh, we love him dearly, but it's just, it doesn't feel sometimes like you've got a pet because he's just off the other side of the room away from you. And I wanted an Italian greyhound because Monty is a whippet, but he's a really big one anyway. Bloody blah blah. This does have a meaning in a spiritual podcast, I promise. And it's not just me rattling on about my life. So um, I got my daughter to do some research because she loves looking things up on her phone and finding things. And she kept finding puppies for sale that were miles away absolutely miles away and I said to her I'm not traveling six hours in the car to pick up a puppy um the right one will find us and we'll be nearer so we found a breeder uh very near to us 20 minutes away and I messaged them and they said we haven't got any puppies available and I said can you just put me on a waiting list I want a girl uh blah 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 anyway I think I manifested her But what's really interesting is I manifested her with such a lack of pressure. It manifested really quickly, which is what uh, Abraham Hicks are always talking about. And now I've actually experienced it, but it's, it's kind of, I feel kind of mixed with it. So I've sort of been on the fence. Do I want another dog? Do I not? My life is getting easier. The kids are at secondary school. Do I really want chaos? Do I really want to be chasing someone around the house who's chewing up my shoes? Do I want to be worried about this? Do I want the pressures of a second dog? Etc. Etc. And then I basically came up with a list of things that I wanted And I was really specific about it. Things like a dog that likes to cuddle, an Italian greyhound, a girl within an hour's drive, uh, but preferably easy to train or not, um, not a baby. I was trying to work through all of that. And because I just sort of thought what I would want in an ideal situation and then let it go because I was a bit on the fence on whether I wanted my life turning upside down or not, lo and behold, two weeks later, the breeder messages me and says, we've got a puppy here we were going to keep for ourselves, but I think she needs to be away from her mum. Would you like her? 20 minutes away, seven months old. I mean, still a ball of crazy, but every single thing that we wanted, loves to cuddle, loves to play, got gets on really well with Monty, just tick, 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 tick. But I know the reason that happened with such speed and ease is because I wasn't really bothered if it happened or not. Which just shows how bloody hard manifesting things that you really want is. Because I wasn't really sure if I wanted my life turned upside down. But yeah, I would be nice to have another dog, but I'm not that bothered. So I'll kind of just leave it in the universe's hands. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. When you're dealing with things that really matter to you, how are you supposed to be in that space? I just, I mean, I understand the theory of it. Absolutely. But by default, when you want it, how are you supposed to just let it go? 
<sighs> anyway, so there we go. I now have full experience of uh, manifesting something into being really quickly with everything I want ticked on it. But I still feel pretty much as vexed as I always did with the whole theory of manifestation and all that stuff, because that's that's not an easy thing to do with stuff that you're not on the fence about, is it? Ah, anyway, I don't really know what I'm going to talk to you about today, but I kind of do know what I'm going to talk to you about today, which is just a mix of things that I've been feeling, seeing, thinking about. And I want to talk about resistance in us as humans to a true spiritual story and where that comes from. Because I just think there's a lot of different things that are going on in my experience that I'm getting, that I'm trying to get into words so that I can share them with you this, oh, who knows where this podcast is going to go, but we will try it. So I'm just going to put the mic down because I'm clutching it to me like a newborn baby and that's getting a little challenging. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is Amanda and I went to see a medium uh, a little while ago, um, a male medium who's very, very likeable and very, very funny. Um, but their evidence was not great, I'm going to say. It was not great. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. And Amanda and I have been talking about that, why it is acceptable for him to get lower quality evidence than it is for me. And how much of that is to do with likability, but also how much of that is to do with gender. Now, it's indisputable that the majority of people that attend mediumship demonstrations identify as female. That is without a doubt. When I look at my Facebook stats, 97% of my followers are female. If you're a guy and you're listening to this, I'm sure you know it. Um, I did my retreats in January and all the attendees bar one were female. This is pretty much the standard. Now, I think us women are harder on other women. And so if you're listening to this and you're a female demonstrating medium, I think you're going to find your path harder than you would if you were a man. Now, obviously, this is sweeping generalisations and you, know, you don't really need to get all head up and message me and say, well, that's not true because of this, this, this. But on a general level, it's something to think about and sit with as we investigate the, the different nuances of mediumship that women and people who follow mediumship seem to prefer men. And it was really funny to me to see people that I know who are generally quite hard on the male race falling into a gooey mess at this affable, flirty chap on the stage because he was a man. And I just know that if I had stood in front of an audience of people and said, as I've mentioned to you before, you've got a purple aura, I know this means you're interested in spirituality to somebody, 
other women would have called me out on that. And yet, they will go, Now, some of that is likability. Maybe he is more likable than me. I'm willing and open to accept that. But isn't it interesting just to sit with and think about and wonder how much gender has something to do with it? Is there something in us as women where we are less accepting of supporting other females? I mean, we see this story repeated, don't we? And we know that women are the harshest judges of other women. We know this. We've, oh well, maybe you don't, but I certainly, that's been my experience. Us girls, we're horrible to other girls. We are less accepting of other women. We make other women work harder for things. So how much of that is, even though we're trying to be spiritual, and I'm not talking about conscious thought here, but how much of that is due to gender? It's just something to sit with and, and chew over and think about and, and assess. Hmm, it's fascinating. Now, I would say in the UK, the, the top followed uh, people are women. Um, the two the two top followed mediums that I can think of. And of course, we've got also Sally Morgan in there. Um, so I'm not saying it can't work if you're female, but I'm just wondering if it, you know, what is the factor that plays that people want so much more from me as a demonstrating medium than the men that I have seen demonstrating? And that I really do feel is is there. And I'm not just doing a poor me. I really feel like that's there. Why? I mean, maybe they are just funnier, nicer, warmer people than, than I am. And I can accept that. I have a hardness about me. I mean, if we're going to do masculine, feminine energy, I think I'm probably more in masculine energy stream than, than feminine. Um, I like to get things done. I like to create. I like to push forward. I like to have my vision. Um, I'm less of a softy, softy, nurturing, uh, mother-like energy, but it's, oh, I don't know. I just wanted to get that out there while I was thinking about it. Let me know what you think, because I love it when you guys collaborate. It helps me work out what I think. <laughs> you know how it goes. So, I was listening to um, Conspirituality podcast because I want to be held accountable. I want to be questioned. I think it's a dying art in current culture, but we actually really need people to disagree with us. We really need, we need to not be offended if someone's viewpoint or belief system is different to our own. And we need to be willing to be wrong and to explore things and see things from different perspectives. That's why I like interviewing people for this podcast, because sometimes they'll say something and it will completely turn on my belief on its head of how I think things should be or what I think things should be done like. And it's always really, really good and really important to be open to that kind of thing. 
And uh, so I was listening to Conspirituality because, I mean, I'm still to get to the bottom of it. Maybe I need to start at the beginning of their podcast into whether they actually believe there's a spirit world or not. Um, I started with recent episodes uh, with them sort of digesting and taking apart social media and and personas and you guys know that's something that I um, find really interesting and it was interesting to have them talk about um, that you know they use the proper terminology for stuff they're not just like me <laughs> waffling around trying to find the right vocabulary they they do label things it's was, it was interesting to listen to and important for me because I hope you know that I really I want to be successful with my mediumship I really do I want to take it as far as it can go I want to reach as many people as possible but I also want to do it the right way I don't want to fall into sales traps social media traps um, behavioral traps greed traps and so trying to find that that way through that is challenging it's for hard to find. I know that there are aligned spiritual social media coaches because they're always messaging me, but I don't want to be following a formula, even though social media by default is a formulaic system. Anyway, side road, of course, it's me. So anyway, I've been playing around with that and I've been listening to Conspirituality. I always like to try to listen to other podcasts and different perspectives and it's just fascinating to me. So I was listening and they were talking about needing to have a backstory, a sob story to make your uh, followers buy into you and your story. And I knew that that happened of course but I also just find it bloody fascinating bloody fascinating that we as a human race find it harder to accept spirituality from somebody that says well I just fell into it I didn't know I was a medium I didn't know where it was coming from um, and prefer people to say I found it through my darkest moments and what is that about? What is it in our human psyche that is so disempowered about our own journeys that we have to have these, you know, awakenings, calling? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
things. I once heard a podcast, um, it wasn't Conspirituality, it was another one, but they were sort of slagging off a medium because that medium hadn't had a a calling, uh, an awakening in what they deemed to be an awakening. And that I find really fascinating to me. Why is it harder to accept that people might just slowly be drip fed by their spirit guides into a position where they find the spirit world and they start asking questions about the spirit world. Why do we, why does it have to be like a Hollywood style? Where does that come from? Does that come from the Bible and Angel Gabriel talking to Mary? Is, is that what we're all expecting to happen? And worse than that, what does that do to your own journey? If you are waiting for those things to happen to you so that your spiritual awakening is validated and you're kind of holding yourself back waiting for that because as we know if you judge somebody else you are ultimately only judging yourself so if you want your spiritual gurus to have a story of deep despair and deep unhappiness for them to be able to explain how they found the spirit world or how they realised they had these gifts, then are you putting yourself, snipping yourself off from spirit until you get that experience? Or even worse, are you manifesting those kinds of experiences into your experience so that you can validate the awakening already happening? interesting isn't it to just chew over and think about and this is something that I've always found fascinating is that kind of idea that I would know I was a medium because I would see dead people and because I haven't and don't see dead people I mean there have been experiences there are experiences in my childhood I've talked about them on this podcast before you know my mum took me to the doctor when I was a child because I kept hearing people calling my name all the time so there were experiences but I didn't know that I was mediumistic I didn't understand that ability it was never even part of my awareness I got some tarot cards when I was 16 and I liked them it was a great present I can't even remember who bought them for me in fact I keep meaning to look in my cellar and see if I can find them if I've still got them even but that it wasn't a massive thing I liked Enya and Jostics does that count I burnt a lot of incense does that make me spiritual no because it was in fashion (laughs) so yeah I didn't know that this was there for me and that to me I've always held as my superpower But now I wonder if that, from a marketing point of view, is turning people off me (laughs) because they want me to say, oh, one day a beam of light came and hit me in the third eye. And from that moment onwards, I knew spirit. And that story and those kind of things appears everywhere. It appears in the history of Azui Reiki that Mikao Azui went up a mountain and fasted, um, and at the point of starvation, a beam of light hit him in his third eye, and he was given the symbols. Now, it always makes me laugh when people say, I do the traditional Azui teaching, 
because I always, and not to be shady, but just because it's such a stupid thing to say, do you mean that you get your students to climb up the side of a mountain and not eat for three days? Like, how traditional are we going with this? Oh, you mean you meet in a village hall and you do your symbols the way your master taught you when we all know that the symbols might have changed because all masters draw them differently. And even um, Takata, who taught loads of masters, she drew the symbols differently for different teachers. So, uh, what? Anyway, I digress again. But what is it about the human condition that makes us want this story, this Hollywood prophetic story, prophetic, not perfetic, of um, I had to hit bottom and then I rose. Why can't we just say I rose because I wanted to? I didn't quite hit bottom. It was pretty bad there for a time, but I was okay. Now, spirit did come to me when I was very disillusioned, very unhappy, feeling very lost. But I don't think I realised how lost I was until I'd been working with spirit and working on my healing for a few years. It's not as exciting, is it? It's not as exciting to say to you, well, I didn't know I could do this. And then I went to a group and it turned out I could. And then it turned out that everybody could. And slowly really really slowly almost imperceptibly slowly over months and months and years and years and years I learned to heal myself and I'm still on that healing journey because it never ends and I'm never going to get a gold star telling me I've done and it's yeah it's an ongoing thing and sometimes I win at it and sometimes I lose it it's just not as sexy as I, I spoke to spirit when I was a child I saw the dead person up the street waving to me next to their body as they were pulled out of their house and loaded into an ambulance. It's just not as exciting. And the problem is, in the wanting to attract more people to you and wanting um, to create a following, there's that urge within you to sexy things up. And... Then you become part of the problem. You become perpetuating the stuff that made it inaccessible to you in the first place, that has caused some of the resistance in you in the first place of feeling like you're not sure if you can do this or you should do this. So what is that all about? I just don't know. There's so many things rattling around inside of me. I really think that I'm having some sort of energetic, not energy, I don't know, consciousness upgrade where I'm having to question everything again and again and again and redo things and make things right and better and proper and change the narrative. And I want people to do that I want other people to do that too not just the same old same old gonna keep going with it keep going I'm gonna you know mix up my story a little bit and make it more exciting so that people want to believe in me I don't know it's really really interesting and 
one of the things that I find fascinating with it all is why is it so much more tasteful to say spirit chose me to be a medium than it is to say I chose to be a medium because I love it. Why is it when I say to people, you don't have to do this work, but you can do it if you want to and spirit will support you. They always look at me like I've popped their balloon. And I haven't. But spirit will not make you do anything. If you are choosing to do this, then own it. Choose it. Do it because you love it. Be proud of that. Celebrate that. Sit in that. Why do we feel that we have to follow this almost biblical path of evangelical, I was really in a low place and then spirit found me and they helped me to heal myself and now my duty is to help you heal you. Why is the dialogue not, I didn't know I could do this, Spirit helped me to do this. It was mind-blowing to me. And now I would love for you to have that experience too. And I just love telling people about mediumship. And yeah, I know that Spirit are using me as a tool to share that information with you. And that they love it as much as I love it. And we build together through that knowing. But I don't have to pretend that I am Frodo in Lord of My Ring. And following that that path of destiny that I didn't want to path as I bleat about how hard it is carrying a ring while everyone else saves my ass. I mean, that is what we're all expecting, is it not? I love Lord of the Rings, by the way. And I am aware I called it Lord of My Ring. That's a personal joke that I forgot to change as I recorded this. But never mind. You've heard it now. So, yeah, I love the stories. But what? The problem is when we want the stories to become our reality and in doing so we take away from the beauty and magnificence of our real stories, of our real experiences, of the fact that we choose this and even though it's painfully difficult and soul-crushingly disappointing and stressful and painful at times, We still dust ourselves off and choose it again. Why do we feel like we have to say, spirit wanted me to do this, so I have to do it? Why can't we say, I tried to step away from it because it was too hard, but I I keep coming back to it because I love it? (sighs) I just, I think that is, might be part of the reason why we lose so many good mediums as I was talking about in my mini last week, is that we're all still waiting for that affirmation, for that confirmation that we should be doing this. And so every time it goes wrong, there's a little bit of us going, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And I've got to feel sorry for my guides who are constantly trying to send me signs and information. I mean, if they didn't want me to do this, No one would come through when I went to demonstrate, would they? My guides wouldn't be stood with me now as I'm recording this podcast, whispering things to me to talk about because they wouldn't want me to do it. So I know that they want me to do it. And of course, I would love to have a 
angel in the sky or a spirit guide tapping me in the night and waking me up and telling me that this is my job. But then that would take away my free will and choice, wouldn't it? Because as soon as they tell me that I have to do this, then that path is set in stone. And this is not what life is about. Life is about what you choose. We came here to choose. Our souls craved contrast, making mistakes, getting it right. Our souls craved loss and grief and sadness so we could appreciate the love we have in spirit when we're back together. I don't believe that this world is designed to be a happy place. I think it can be a happy place if you choose it to be, but I do not believe that we are here for it to be hearts and roses. I don't believe that we are on an ascension journey where the planet is going to suddenly become fluffy bunnies like Willy Wonka's chocolate land and everything's going to be amazing. I think we are here for the darkness so that we can experience the light, so that we can understand and appreciate the light. And I think our souls crave the negative stuff so that we can feel the difference. If we're in the other side and it's just all amazing, everything is awesome all the time, you need to have the bits where it doesn't go well so you can appreciate the awesome. I don't know, that's just what I think. (sighs) But equally, I think that there is such value in the day-to-day hardships that we face where it doesn't all have to be the worst case scenario. And if you found your way to mediumship through the worst case scenario, I am not invalidating your experience at all. I know some incredible mediums who have come to mediumship through their loss, through losing people that they loved so deeply. Um, I'm not belittling that. But I'm also saying, if you happen to be like me, and it was a Thursday afternoon and things started to change, and then they changed drip fed for you over the subsequent 10 years, that is just as valid. And that is just as valuable a story to share. And it's just as valuable for you to allow yourself to tell that story in its purest form without embellishment. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, I think I've run out of steam. (laughs) Let me know what you think. Did this make sense? Uh, I love your feedback. And while I'm talking about feedback, I just really want to say um, I had so many messages following my podcast last week about why mediums are quitting. And it really meant so much to me to hear from you all because this is what I mean. If we're only telling the I'm predestined to be a medium, this is where I'm at story, then what about the rest of us that are going, God, this is bloody hard. I don't know if I can do it today. We need to be able to celebrate all aspects of it. And there were some people which really found I found interesting that felt the need to sort of message or put on social media, I always want to do this. I'm always in a great place with my mediumship. Like, they're the Hermione's of the class. Well, well done you. You've never struggled. That's brilliant. Good for you. But it's also important to acknowledge those of us that 
do find it difficult and do find it hard and want to stay true to the spirit world. But understand that in that, sometimes it can be painful. So thank you all for messaging me and uh, leaving reviews and stuff like that. I really, really do appreciate it. And I will catch up with you all again tomorrow. Have a good day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.